CDS Paradigm. You're listening to CDS Paradigm. The only genre is music. Hi, and welcome to CDS Paradigm. This is your bassist host, Christopher Dean Sullivan, and thank you for tuning in again. There is so much going on right now that I want to get to in regards to uh, this particular episode. This is our sixth episode in the first season, and I'm excited. I'm just excited about what's going to be played on this particular episode. Uh, I have uh, saxophonist, flautist, Salim Washington is going to be joining the roster of artists being played. Uh, I'm going to play a tune from the La Fresa Project, which is a project I'm involved with. Uh, there's a modern jazz project, Fusionistic. I'm going to hear from Judy Silvano, very fine vocalist. Uh, I've played with Judy on some things and really enjoy what she does. And she's got a couple of folks that I also know that's going to be accompanying her. I'll let you know what that is when we get there. There's uh, a situation with uh, this neuroscience of jazz. There's, uh, it's, it's really interesting. And uh, the uh, PRI report on this, I had to go ahead and, and put it on this particular show. I really want you to check this out, what it does to the brain. It's all about the brain research and how jazz affects that when you're playing. So uh, check it out when, when it comes up, of course. You know, we have the Afro-Cuban vocalist, Ileana Santa Maria, drummer Tani Tabal, very good friend of mine. He plays with me, and, and we just does so many things together musically, and we collaborate on various things as well. And so uh, this is, his project, Wizards, is uh, just off the hook. It's really interesting. Something that he wrote I like to play. And of course, I'm bringing back uh, Renee Marie, one of my uh, favorites. And uh, so anyway, this is going to be a great show. So I want to get started here. All right. So uh, the first tune I want to bring up is uh, the tune that was uh, done and written by Salim Washington. And the name of the piece is Blossom. So check it out. You're going to enjoy this.
Washington. The name of the CD that that tune is on, Blossom is on, Love in Exile is the name of the CD. On that particular piece, you know, you'll hear uh, Salim, of course, he's playing flute on this particular piece he wrote. And then, of course, you have uh, Frank Lacey's on um, trombone and trumpet uh, is on the CD. I'm, I'm reading off the folks that are on the CD. Uh, Curtis Rivers is playing alto sax. Waldron Ricks is playing trumpet. Melanie Dyer is on viola. Henry Cook is baritone sax, flute, and alto flute. Uh, Joe Bonner is playing piano uh, on this particular piece, actually. Uh, Artie Moore is playing bass. And Bobby Ward is on drums. And on this particular piece, this piece, Blossom, uh, you have a, he has a guitar player, Fred Woodward, is playing guitar on this. And it's a fine piece. I mean, I, when I heard it, I said, I, you know, I, I have to play it on this, this week's show, no doubt. Salim, Salim is a um, fine saxophonist, uh, I say Reed, man. I met him when we both get a few hits with uh, the alto saxophone player out of Baltimore, Maryland, um, Call Grubs, and uh, and we've been hitting it ever since. Ever since, uh, Salim had went to Africa for a particular period of time, and so he's back in New York. So I think he's back and forth, you know, between uh, uh, regions of Africa and here in New York. And of course, he's working and doing the thing that he does. That's one of my uh, uh, true brothers, I should say, of the music world. So, uh, Salim Washington, the name of the CD, Love in Exile. Go online, check it out.
tanto el sentido negativo que viene acabando cada cual es por sí mismo no existe cariño, no existe ninguno y hasta los corazones cada día más duros estamos ciegos a nuestro orgullo dime si ves Zabando, that's the name of that piece, which is a tune from off of the La Fresa project. That's a project that myself and Tony Velez, guitar threads player, uh, put together a few years ago, quite a few years ago. And the music is still fresh to me. It's uh, I'll be playing more of that in future episodes of that particular project. Uh, that particular piece you heard on vocals, Ray Vega, vocalist. You heard uh, Tony Velez playing threads and guitar underneath. You heard uh, myself playing bass, of course, yours truly. Uh, you heard um, Nat Bettis on percussion and Jody Sumter playing drums. It was what's really interesting about that group real quick is whenever we did an engagement, 
a lot of the music we played, which was Latin based, would uh, be improv. In, improv. We would improvisationally put together sounds, and people loved it. And so what we would do, Jody Sumter would bring his portable recorder. we take that back and listen to it. And then we put together some tunes based on that. So I definitely will be playing uh, some uh, some other some more music from the La Fuerza project. All right, so uh, look out for that. Be right back at you. Vernon Mobley, a drummer that I've been knowing for a number of years at this point, a guy that I've enjoyed performing with on a few engagements, actually, uh, has put together a group project, and he calls the group project Fusionistic. It's an interesting take on not just tunes that is called standards, uh, uh, other tunes as well, whether they be R&B, instrumental, he does them in an instrumental direction, of course, and, uh, and it's based on a trio situation. The piano player sounds like he's playing the Fender Rhodes, actually. You, you, for any musicians that are listening to this, you tell me what you think, because it sounds like a Fender to me, Fender Rhodes to me. Um, he um, has taken this particular piece in a live performance. And this, what you're going to hear, is the trio in a live performance. It's piano, bass, and drums uh, on this particular tune that was written by Dave Brubeck, entitled Take Five. So uh, tell me what you think about it. And again, you can always drop a line to me at Christopher Dean Sullivan at Gmail. That's Christopher Dean, D-E-A-N, Sullivan at Gmail. Christopher Dean Sullivan at Gmail. Yes. So uh, check it out. This is Vern Mobley Fusionistic Project doing their rendition of Take Five. Thank mm-hmm. you. 
Thank <laughs> you.
and you are listening to CDS Paradigm. The only genre is music. I want to remind everyone that on Wednesday, February 27th, the Jazz Workshop Incorporated will be sponsoring their ongoing family night uh, concert at the Pittsburgh Carnegie Library the home, in Homewood, the Homewood branch. Uh, and for those of you that live in Pittsburgh or will be in Pittsburgh during that time period, you're going to enjoy listening to Al Dow on trombone and Etta Cox, who is a very versatile and fabulous vocalist. And, and those of you that know of them, because they've been iconic for many decades there in Pittsburgh, uh, and they, they continue to do a great job in performance. So you get an opportunity. Uh, go to the, on Wednesday, uh, February 27th at 5.30 p.m., and they're playing until 7.30, or 7 o'clock, I'm sorry, from 5.30 to 7 o'clock at the Carnegie Pittsburgh Library, or the Pittsburgh Carnegie Library there uh, at 7101 Hamilton Avenue, and uh, it's going to be an enjoyable time. That's Wednesday, the 27th of uh, February. So you don't want to miss it. Come on out, y'all. Support. You know, there's been a lot of talk about what happens within the brain when it comes to music, playing music, listening to it, uh, feeling it, whatever the case may be. As a matter of fact, have you ever listened to music and got chills all up and down your spine? It's a cerebral thing in some cases. Most cases, it's a vibrational thing. However, it still sends waves to your cerebral, to your brain, of course. All right. But um, this particular professor, name of uh, Charles Limb, uh, L-I-M-B, who's um, with the John Hopkins Medicine uh, Department, and uh, he's also part of the faculty at the Peabody Conservatory of Music. And what he does is that he sticks a musician in what is called an FMRI machine, which is a functional magnetic resonance imaging uh, device or machine that basically measures blood flow and neuronal activation and couples that so he can see what the effects are within the brain. Now, I'm saying this to you because um, I'm always interested in anything that sound and vibration actually does, only because of the fact that no matter what the case, we live in the world of sound and vibration. Within the womb of our parents, our mother, our parents, it actually is our mother, uh, within the womb, even when we're just the seed within the womb, the first house. And so um, anything, any, anyway, anything that, uh, that I hear about, I always like to pass it along. So uh, a PRI, uh, which is Public Radio International, has a report that, um, that would... Uh, indicate what this is. And the one that produced this particular piece, his name is Aaron Henkin, who produced this particular segment. And so I, I'd like you to check it out. And, uh, you know, again, 
let me know whatever your thoughts are. You care to want to do that? You can always email me, Christopher Dean Sullivan at Gmail, and uh, let me know. But in the meantime, take a listen to this. Studio 360. Creativity to me is just like a friendly bird that embraces all ideas and just like shoots out of its eyes all kinds of beauty. Wow, I mean, this is like watching Hemingway ride. Yeah. We're talking this hour about the science of creativity what we know and and the vast amount we still don't know about how creativity works. Over the last couple of decades, a revolution has really taken place in neuroscience. Functional MRI, fMRI, has given us a tool to watch the brain at work in real time. By showing blood flow, fMRI gives a picture of what parts of the brain are active when we do various tasks, think various thoughts, feel various emotions like remember something, or make a moral judgment, or play piano. From Baltimore, WYPR's Aaron Henkin has our story. Mike Pope's fingers wander over the keys of a Black Baldwin concert grand piano as he settles into the groove of an extended improvisation. Pope is a veteran, he's had his share of tough gigs over the years, but none quite as awkward as this. You know, so he just kind of lays you down, gets you comfortable, and, and you know, he puts your knees up, and then you're laying on your back, and he's got, there's a double mirror. Your head is in a cradle, a cage, actually, and, and you're pretty crammed in there, but he's got a double mirror, so as you're laying on your back, you know, your knees are up in the air a little bit, and you're seeing the keyboard laying on your knees. You know, they, they shove you all the way into the tube, and you're just in there, just, just enough movement to be able to move your arm, essentially. And all this contortion is for an audience of just one person. My name is Charles Lim. I'm an otolaryngologist at Johns Hopkins Hospital, where I study music perception in the brain. So Dr. Lim's laboratory is basically a room with a computer workstation, a multi-million dollar functional MRI machine, and one musical instrument, a custom-built MIDI keyboard. It has 35 notes and no magnetic parts. Nearly 40 different musicians have squeezed themselves into this MRI tube and played this same keyboard, since Dr. Lim began his experiments in 2003. Once the doctor gets his musical guests comfortable in the fMRI with the keyboard, he outfits them with a pair of earbuds and pipes in the sound of a metronome. Their first task, a C major scale in quarter notes. Next, Dr. Lim tells the musicians to improvise on that same scale at the same tempo. This recording is another musician who participated in the study, a pianist named David Kane. Then Dr. Lim plays a backing track in the musician's earbuds and asks them to play a lead they've memorized beforehand. Finally, the musicians get the green light to let loose and start improvising over that same backing track. Now all the while, Dr. Lim is watching images of his subject's brains on a computer screen. Some areas light up bright red, other spots glow blue-green. In functional MRI, you're actually measuring changes in the signal of oxyhemoglobin and deoxyhemoglobin. Wait for it. Essentially, you're looking at how blood flow patterns change in the brain and the magnetic signal associated with it. To make a long story short, you're getting images that pertain to hot spots or cold spots of activity during a task. I had a terrible fear that he'd turn the machine on and, and, and look at my brain and it would just be gray fuzz. There wouldn't be any, any activity at all. 
Truth is, Dr. Lim didn't know what he was going to find. There's never been an fMRI study of jazz improvisation. So to a certain extent, we kind of had a very general statement, which is that we could measure neural networks specifically linked to the creative task. Now, what the doctor did know was that he'd come up with a solid, original experimental design, one that acknowledges an important fact. Not all music performance is creative. Step one, watch the real-time brain activity of a musician playing from memory. Step two, watch what happens in that same brain when the musician is creating new work. Step three, compare and contrast. When you transition from a memorized state to a creative state, there are certain changes in the brain. And if you sort of zoom in right on the prefrontal cortex here, you'll see that there are certain areas that are very active. These areas that are red or active, hot spots in nature, imply that there's a sort of self-expressive or autobiographical region that's active during these solo jazz improvisations. Logical so far, expressive part of the brain humming away bright red, but equally important is what's not happening in the brain. Meanwhile, there's this broad shutdown of activity that's occurring in the lateral prefrontal cortex. I'll show that to you better here. This is a three-dimensional rendering of the brain where you can see this broad patch of sort of blue-green that represents what we call deactivation. So that part of the brain that cools down during the creative process, what exactly is its job? One of its main roles is, is self-monitoring, conscious self-monitoring and regulation of output so that it matches an intended effect. As musician Mike Pope puts it, the important part of improvisation is, is to... Um, well, it's literally to get out of your own way. And now it appears we know what getting out of your own way looks like in the brain. Expressive area turned up, inhibitory area turned down. We think in the aggregate that that represents kind of the neural signature of creativity, at least in jazz solo improvisation. The neural signature of creativity, lightning in a bottle. The triumph of science or the collective death rattle of the muses. Mike Pope is already thinking ahead to a brave new world of performance-enhancing drugs. Wouldn't it be great to be able to say, geez, I'm having a hard time organizing my thoughts, but, you know, if I drink my clear thought juice, whatever it is, you know, that we can kind of, we can, we can amp up that. Who knows what it'll bring? I, I, I don't know, but I think it's pretty cool to try. I'm just a generally curious person anyway, so I, I can see all the reason in the world for experiments like this. So are we headed toward a future where Grammys and National Book Awards are disgraced by doping scandals? Maybe musicians are a little more forgiving than baseball, uh, <laughs> baseball fans. We're joking, of course, but not really. I do think that one day we are going to have interventions, whether they're pills or other sort of commonly available things that are going to specifically affect the way our creative circuitry works. I don't know if it'll be during my lifetime or not, but I'm quite sure that that's going to happen one day. And I think we'd be foolish as a scientific community to ignore it. I mean, creativity is, uh, you probably can't get to a more important basic process by which we evolve. Thanks to Aaron Henkin for that story. Since we first ran it in 2012, Charles Lim has joined the faculty at the University of California, San Francisco. Hmm. The evolution of creativity. That's interesting. A pill or some sort uh, that would 
take the non-creative side of the brain and push the creative side of the brain to be strong enough to move creativity in a manner after taking this particular pill where you can organize your creative thoughts. That's interesting. A particular substance that would move your creep. Wait a minute, hold it. I think, wait a minute, that's that's already happening. You already have something out that's like that. It's been out for years. It grows. It's called cannabis sativa. Now, now this. Here we go. Renee Marie, one of the favorites. Yes. Like I said in, in uh, previous episodes where I had played some Renee Marie music, um, that uh, I had met her uh, quite a few years back at the Jazz Standard, actually. I met her through Barbara Spraga, actually, and, uh, who's another fine vocalist that I've worked with and recorded with. So anyway, I want to play this tune by Renee, and this is also off of her Experiment in Truth CD. And the name of this piece is Stronger Than You Think. You'll hear Kevin Bells on piano. You'll hear Rodney Jordan on bass. You'll hear Quentin E. Baxter on drums. And, of course, the one and only Renee Marie. Stronger Than You Think. Thank you. 
tears and admissions to ourselves of our potential. Loneliness ain't nothing but the stranger that's inside. Emptiness just means we're not aware of our own credentials. Battle scars mean that we've survived. Once you learn that happiness is not a competition, once you see that what you need was with you all along, once you know that courage is another word for intuition, then your fears will disappear and your heart will burst out in song and the waves you're on are gonna rise and fall. You've got a lot to learn, but you're never gonna know Don't know what love is until you've learned the meaning of the blues, until you've loved the Cost. 
Until you flipped your heart and you have lost You don't know what love is Do you know how a lost heart fears the thought of reminiscing And how lips that taste of tears Lose their taste for kissing Until you faced each dawn with sleepless eyes You don't know what love is
always enjoy listening to and actually watching in performance Renee Marie. Uh, she's a consummate uh, performer, uh, not to talk about the talent. I mean, you hear it. It's, it's laying all up in there, you know, and, and I'll always remember when I met her, a couple of times I've met her, and uh, she's just a joy to be around. It's all it really comes down to. So anyway, that was Renee Marie, you heard. Uh, and right after Renee, you heard another fine vocalist that I've had the pleasure of working with on quite a few occasions. I've hired her, she's hired me, and uh, we were in a project that uh, I called the New Orleans East Coast Jazz Express. And uh, she did a fine job in that particular project. And there was uh, uh, quite a few Hudson Valley musicians and I'm going to tell you, the Hudson Valley musicians and artists are second to none. And so um, that was just such a fine project. What I like about what Judy did with uh, that particular piece, You Don't Know What Love Is, with just the piano and the trumpet, is uh, stellar. You know, I mean, she's, she's right in there with them, and they're right in there with her. And the uh, I just want to let you know that that's on her CD called Judy Silvano, Indigo Moves. And on that were the two people that you heard playing with her, which is Peter Thomason, piano player, and Fred Jacobs, trumpet player. I've performed with both of them. And it's just, it's just so much fun to play with these guys. So anyway, um, that's who you just heard. Judy Silvano, you don't know what love is. Go look her up. Google it, look her up, and uh, purchase the CD. It's the, it would be a beautiful thing to have in your collection. Now this. I want to let you know that on the 28th, Thursday, February 28th, uh, St. Thomas Aquinas College will be doing their ongoing annual Black History Month concert in the Sullivan Theater on the campus, uh, and it's located in Sparkskill, New York. And uh, I'm going to be playing there with um, some fine musicians. Russ Kossoff on piano, Eric Person is playing alto sax, Dwayne Cook Broddicks is playing drums, and I'm really going to enjoy performing once again with Antoinette uh, Montague is going to be singing. And that will be on Thursday, February 28th. And we hit at four o'clock. We play, we play for about an hour and a half as a concert. And uh, it's going to be an enjoyable time. And uh, I, want, I also just want to personally thank the Associate Professor of Music there at St. Thomas Aquinas College, Evan Matthews. So thank you, Evan, for having us there and uh, continuing this series on a yearly basis. It's going to be an enjoyable time. So come on out, 4 o'clock, St. Thomas Aquinas College, Thursday, February 28th. We look forward to seeing you at that particular time. You know, there's something I've always enjoyed doing, and that's playing with other bass players, whether it's and one other bass player other than myself, or and I've done with done it with four bass players. 
and it was it's always been fun playing you know the acoustic bass the big bass and uh there was a, an engagement in new york live situation with uh myself and bassist ken filiano new york bassist uh he's played and toured all over the world and played with so many folks that i started naming them i would have to name everybody and then that would be the end of the episode Anyway, uh, it was such a joy and such a pleasure to uh, play doubles with uh, my brother, Ken Filiano. And I want to say in this particular segment, thank you, Ken, for what it is that we do, because I really enjoyed it and I look forward to more of it. Anyway, on this particular piece, we, uh, we played a two-bass segment at a place called The Stone in New York City. And uh, this piece is the um, Louis Armstrong song, What a Wonderful World. And I want to play that. And I just want to tell you, I'm going to sit back and just listen to this one. And, you know, and reminisce. That was a fine job, I think, that the both of us did. And I'm not being conceited. I'm just being confident. You dig? What a wonderful world. Ken Filiano and Christopher Dean Sullivan.
Yeah, it was such a pleasure doing What a Wonderful World with Ken Filiano. Fellow bassist, brother in spirit, uh, friend. He's, he's just a beautiful individual and great bassist. He's played with everybody, and especially in the free music uh, vein direction. Uh, however, he can play anything. That's, that's real. He's um, based out of New York City. And he stays pretty busy. He definitely stays pretty busy. So uh, I really enjoy playing What a Wonderful World. Actually, Ken and I decided to call that particular project, the Two Bases Project, uh, Double the Bases. <laughs> Apropos, don't you think? Uh, right after uh, Ken and Chris, uh, you heard Tony Tabal and his, this was a tune off of his Wizards uh, CD. It's uh, one of his latest releases. And the name of the tune was Kusanatin. Kusanatin. And it's on his Wizards CD. On the CD, uh, which is more than likely some of the folks that you heard, or not all four of them, on that particular piece, you have Jaina Nelson, who plays flutes and small percussion. She vocalizes and does chimes. You have Razul Sadiq who plays trumpet, wooden flutes, small percussion. You have Jaribu Shahid, Shahid, I'm sorry, Jaribu Shahid, who's playing bass, small percussion, and the Firinger Slapophone. And then you have Tony Tabal playing drums and the rain stick. And the name of the CD, one more time, Wizards, and the name of that tune you just heard was Kuzanatan. And Tony and I, we play together quite often. You know, I hire him. We're in, we're in collaborative projects together. <coughs> excuse me, together. And uh, it's just a beautiful thing to play with Tony. Tony has played with so many folks. He's played with the Sun Ra Orchestra, uh, Roscoe Mitchell, uh, Jerry Allen. I mean, I can go on and on about, about Tony. He's, he's uh, one of the uh, finest drummers that you would want to hear. There's so many of them, and he's one of the one of the one of them, no doubt, no doubt. So it's getting close to that time, and uh, you know we have things to continue looking forward to, and I want to be able to play one more piece before we call it a night, a day, a morning, whatever time you're listening to this podcast. First, and I also want to say thank you for tuning in. It's a beautiful thing. Um, it's we're in our this is our sixth episode in our first season, and it seems to be growing. Uh, I have to say we're we're getting a pretty decent following of folks uh, tuning in to this particular podcast. So CDS Paradigm is shifting the paradigm. That's what it's all about, you know, playing music uh, and uh, that is not normally heard and mainstream radio. So anyway, uh, this last piece I'm going to play is a piece from Ileana Santa Maria, Mongo Santa Maria's daughter, from off of her What I Want CD. And the name of this piece is Virtue. Check it out. And you are listening to CDS Paradigm. The only genre is music. 
Santa Maria. Oh, yes. Uh, from what I understand, I had mentioned this in a previous episode, uh, she had went into the 
opera direction. She's with uh, an opera company, I think, based out of New York City. So anyway, uh, she's continuing to move her brand and her talent forward within her the career that she's uh, headed towards. So keep up the great work, Ileana. I enjoy you, no matter what you do. Well, that's it for us today, tonight, the morning, whatever time you're listening to this. Good at all. Good at all. Good at all. Yes. And uh, I trust that you tune in again. Thank you for tuning in. I really appreciate your patronage. And, you know, you can always support the, the uh, podcast. Just go on to anchor.fm slash CVS hyphen paradigm. And you'll see the little button there. You, you know, whatever you can do would be beautiful. Yeah. The biggest thing for me is that you're listening and you're tuning in. I much, much rather have as many listeners as I could possibly have. So thanks again for tuning in. I have to sign out. And uh, I just want to just say, no matter what you do in life, please stay safe and um, keep peace at the top of your agenda. And remember, as stimuli will penetrate the inward consciousness underneath its threshold, so shall conscious awareness become the stimulus that perpetuates wisdom. Yes. So take care and peace. CBS Paradigm.